Hello again, this is Dominic Quagliazzi coming to you from my studio. I wanted to share a little bit more in-depth look at some of these works and talk about some of my motivations behind the materials and the subject matter. And one of the new exciting developments in my work is kind of uh, in 2019, try, starting to merge some of the ideas of painting and drawing and uh, with the things that I learned and experienced through all the performative and social um, social action arts pieces that I was doing. Um, the things like having shows in my hospital room, um, the performances that I mentioned. But then in 2019, I took some hospital gowns that I had saved from procedures and surgeries that I've had over the years. And I, and I made a, a, a men's suit out of those. And it's called Suit 2019 was the year. And what I was thinking about in that piece was trying to present this notion of living a life that is kind of walking between two worlds constantly where your your patient life is is one life and your like i guess daily life or regular life or healthy life or whatever you want to call it is another life but for people with cystic fibrosis and chronic illness and disability th those are one and the same and but to, to kind of relate that to other to a wider audience, I thought, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to make this suit and it's going to be a statement on, you know, like this idea that like at times I'm cosplaying a, a healthy person, even though I'm kind of always that sick identifying person, because even post transplant, I'm still having, you know, I'm still having health issues. I have chronic rejection. I got diabetes from my transplant. So, you know, like it's a, it's a, transplantation is a trading of CF trading to other issues. You know, it's, it, it's, it's a blessing and it's a, it's an amazing journey, but also it's not a cure. It's not an end all. So, so suit, I wanted to use that to address that notion of having agency, but also, you know, that, that nod to the fact that you're, you're still, you're still in both worlds to actually finish suit i i hired a a, a tailor to help me with the because i had never made a jacket and that's very challenging so i worked with her she was uh like a wizard with she uh she's actually a costume designer in la so uh, we worked together on that she was showing me how to do the make the patterns and um get really specific like the pants were relatively easy considering but the jacket was like basically all her. And I, I wear it when I do uh, patient speaking engagements. So in 2019 and 2020, I spoke, I was a keynote speaker on a patient panel at the Nexus Summit for Interprofessional Education and Care in Minnesota. And so I wore it for that conference and then again for another conference. And it's this it's, it's this notion where I, I show up as, you know, like a patient and um, wearing a recognize, you know, a suit made out of recognizable fabrics. And so it's interesting to see, you know, which doctors and nurses and medical professionals, you know, as I'm speaking with them, so, you know, you can kind of see it in their faces. They're like, 
they kind of recognize like just from experience seeing patients and like that kind of looks familiar like what is that and um and, and some people outright just say is that a that looks like a hospital gown pattern or uh or some sometimes i have to mention that you know i'm wearing a, a suit made out of hospital gowns from procedures that i was in and you know it's just a way to kind of further relate that sense of like i think a lot of times people medical professionals i should say especially doctors um they don't necessarily give patients their credit for being experts in the lived experience of those diseases and so this was kind of a way to show like yes i have a uh, i have an illness and in some ways i'm an expert in this illness i've i have like a 40 year career in cystic fibrosis you know and so like so one of the projects I have upcoming at the end of this year, 2023, is this commission for a transplant clinic in Toronto. And over the last few years, I've been working with the hospital gown materials as a as a, a ground for painting and drawing. And so the first few iterations of the work I was making were things like donor recipient is... Um, a work that has the hospital gowns recognizable, untouched on the sides, supporting a torso that's hanging with two balloons in the middle that kind of are stand in for for lungs. Or home, which was a six foot by eight foot house made out of the hospital gowns and moving blankets to kind of explore this idea of lung transplantation and homesickness and this idea that I'm now a guardian for my donor's lungs and my donor is a guardian for, for my existence to continue. And since I've had my transplanted lungs, I've graduated uh, grad school. I got married. I have a three-year-old son. And so like the, these things that would no longer, not no longer, they wouldn't exist without my donor. And so this notion of place and where I fit into that and the, the, the being a custodian of someone that allows me to continue living. Um, so home and donor recipient kind of explore those ideas using hospital gowns instead of canvas, right? It's just kind of like the same idea of constructing a painting or a, a wall hanging through sewing and drawing and painting and assembling collage, basically. And so taking off from that idea into this new work, these are different variations of butterflies in flight. And so this one here is purple emperor. This green one is a, a malachite. So I kind of used actual butterflies as the source material for how these things would be structured and how they would look. So with the butterflies, you know, I was thinking about the, the representation that they have in our society, in a, you know, in many different societies in the world, this notion of transformation and hope and overcoming challenges. So what I, a lot of times I like to think about uh, entryways that are kind of cliche in a way, you know, like, inspiration and hope uh, oftentimes can be overdone or cliched. And 
um, the use of butterfly with those concepts is, you know, obviously been done a million trillion times. Um, but I thought it was a good entryway to examine the realities of what post-transplant life is like with, um, with also the, the, the idea that you have, you have to have the sense of hope and challenge to overcome what it's like post-transplant the ups and downs with, with, um, with your emotions and your mental health and your physical well-being, the challenges from um, chronic rejection, all the testing and the recovery. And so, it, it, you know, this work is kind of speaking towards that with you, with the materials that I'm using, which is like um, moving blankets again, that idea of this, arduous, laborious, emotionally charged material that kind of protects your belongings, the sense of community when you um, either have friends or hire people to help you move, the physicality of taking all of your things and putting them into a new place. The idea that just like the, the challenges that you see inside the hospital when you're going through these health journeys, um, the hospital gown kind of represents that kind of same idea, the the emotion that we embed and imbue into the materials um, when you're going through a health crisis or whatever. And then, um, so I'm thinking about those things when I'm making this work, but it, it's like the hospital gown and the moving blankets, they kind of represent the past, present, and future all at once. Like, you're moving, you're, you're thinking about the past, all of the things that you've acquired and the memories that those things now hold in the present moment, that physical struggle. And then you're moving to a new place and that place is all wonder and hope, hopefully, and the unknown, right? And then the hospital gown is that same way. You're, you, what, the first thing you do when you go into a hospital, you give them your medical history. And then you're in the present moment of pain and anxiety and you're hoping for that future, but it's unknown. So the merging of the hospital gowns and the moving blankets, I think kind of doubles down on the meaning that I'm putting into these, uh, these butterflies where it's just like, yes, it can be a symbol of hope and change, but also it's really heavily, heavily weighted with the realities of the situation. So here's a little bit of a closer look to this one's called Blue Morpho. It's a gorgeous butterfly. There's actually, I think part of the work I've been making over the last three years has been somehow subtly or maybe explicitly inspired by my son and like the activities that we do together. So a couple of years ago, I made a series of paintings of like waving hands and I, then I realized after I made these like eight paintings, it was because he was learning how to wave and stuff. And so I'm like, oh, okay. Like, you know, you, this is the, these kind of, I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty sure they probably came out of the fact that I, my, uh, my wife and son and I go to this place called um, the butterfly world. And it's, you know, it's like four, it's like a 30 minute drive and it's um, this indoor garden that has, 
you know, hundreds of butterflies flying around and they, they land on you. And we, so we take him there on, you know, on rainy days and they just, they land on him and he giggles and it's funny. So anyway, we did that. And then like a few months later, I started making this work. So I guess he inceptioned me somehow, but anyway, so this, this is blue morpho. They have a blue morpho at this, the, this butterfly place. And it's a, it's a gorgeous butterfly. And so anyway, um, this front wing is made out of the in inside parts of the moving blankets, the stuffing. And you can see it's like mostly just like waste um, from other materials that they stick together, weave together, and then they um, cover it with the, the blanket part. And then there's another moving blanket that this black one here, these, these little circle areas are parts of old paintings that didn't work out that I, um, rather than throwing the painting away, I just, I save them. I take them off the wooden stretchers, roll them up. And every once in a while I go back through and I see if anyone, if maybe they make sense again or whatever. Sometimes I paint over them, but these I cut out because I like the color combinations with this. Um, here's another part of a painting, a uh, moving blanket here. And then these, this inner wing here, the blue part is a hospital gown from this hospital in Toronto where these are going. So I had them send me the gowns that patients wear. And then I, to get these colors, I just use colored pencil. And I, I basically put the whole gown on the wall, staple it to the wall, and spend a couple of days coloring it in just mindlessly. And I think my practice kind of adapted to this style of working because on the other side of my studio, don't, this is my wife's going to kill me for showing this mess, but is my son's playroom. And so a lot of times my son will be over there playing and I have to partly pay attention to him, but I want to be working a little bit. So I created this like mindless activity of just, mark making and i just you know stand here and watch him and just make marks for a few days that that's how i color the hospital gown and then once i i seal it with a spray then i i start cutting out and making the pattern for the wings and that's kind of how i you can kind of see down the line you have this purple one that's called a purple emperor and then the green one is a malachite and then that last one is a red monarch. So the days where I actually do the pattern making, the cutting, the sewing, the more intricate detail stuff, that's when he's at school and I have my own personal time without him interrupting me. But when he's home, I'm doing like the kind of gestural mark making, kind of, kind of putting my physical body into the work. Um, and so these are just collage together the so they're sewn and then they're hung with these eye hooks that i just put on the back the grommets um they're actually grommets so there's a little here's a little fun thing here i put in like little treats for the viewers that want to come up close and personal this is part of a balloon that popped and i just sewed it on there i thought that was kind of funny so each work has like a little visual little treat here and there but the reason why i like these works so much is because from far away they look like these beautiful 
colorful butterflies. But as you get closer, you get more intimate details of them. Then you start seeing the hospital gown patterns emerging. And then you're like, wait a minute, this is kind of uncomfortable. Like what's actually going on? These are made out of things, materials that I recognize in, in moments of high anxiety and trauma and things like that. And I think, I don't know if you can kind of see it, but see, you can see how it reveals as you get closer. And so that notion of revealing, I don't know if it came out consciously or not, but it's kind of like my journey with cystic fibrosis as an invisible illness in this notion that the only time anybody ever knew I had CF was either looking at my club fingers or when I coughed. And, you know, with CF, I coughed all the time. So I had to make up excuses why I was coughing. I mean, this is in the 80s. It's not like today where people either have trichapter, they don't cough as much, or people are much more open with their health journey. So I don't know if people are more open about having chronic illness or disability. But for me, I tried to hide it when I was a kid. I was kind of dealing with this internal struggle of being ashamed or did I do something wrong to deserve this? Whatever that morality of that was. Um, so there was a lot of loneliness in trying to hide a disease my whole life. So it kind of found its way into my work that as you get closer and I only revealed my having CF to my close friends. So there was that intimacy there and it found its way into my work through, through this. I'd recommend anybody to start to make art. I think it's an invaluable way to explore notions of yourself that you might not be able to access uh, otherwise. You know, just art making can be anything you want it to be. It can be a personal experience by yourself. It can be a social experiment with community of others. You can make art in groups. You can make art over the internet on zoom you can make art in person you you know it, it, there's really uh, it's an exciting time for art making because there's not really uh, these stuffy rules about what can and can't happen i think the idea that you can explore different ideas that maybe don't have language to them is really where i find the val the most value in art um, I like to explore the materials, explore concepts and themes that are kind of hard to talk about, right? I mean, illness is something that's really hard to talk about. Um, but I've found that through art, I can do that. And so I, I definitely encourage anyone to just whatever they're interested in. It could be programming. You can make art with computers. Obviously, everyone knows that. Um, I, I don't even know I had to say that, but um, yeah, you can, you can, you can make art with programming. You can make art with recycled materials, cardboard, old bottles, um, drawing, painting, videos, use your phone to make a, a video art piece. Um, I think the idea that you can have a starting concept, something that you want to communicate to, it could just even be to yourself or an audience or and then just kind of find your way through it and that's the exciting part about art you're starting at a starting point and you're showing how you got to the end point and that's really the exciting part about this uh 
this way of communicating because that's all art is. It's a way of communicating. Um, it's no different than having a conversation with somebody. It's just having a conversation using material. And, and sometimes there's a lot of time and distance in between like this, these works I'm making these in Massachusetts. They're going to be in Toronto talking for me. Like they're my voice in a different time and space. And that's really what art is. So if you think about it like that, it, you know, that you just kind of find your way through it. And that's, that's really my encouragement. And, um, it's an, it's exciting way to be present in a, in a, different time and space.